as your nonprofit grows, you start to be able to bring on some staff or some contractors and it's very exciting because you're finally going to get some help, right? But you usually don't have enough budget to go ahead and or, you know, get a whole team or dedicated staff for each thing you need. So what you do is you bring on a couple part-time contractors and they might do a whole bunch of different things, right? So they might do accounting and also social media management. They might deliver services and also do event planning. They might fundraise and do some strategic planning for you. Like it might be all over the board, right? And that's great because you want people that are dedicated to your cause and you want people to be able to, you know, dig in and do whatever that they need to do. We hear this about all nonprofits, right? So many people wear so many hats and we need that. But as you start to really grow and your budget grows and you start to realize, hey, we have enough budget for dedicated staff. We could get somebody that only does social media. We could get somebody that just sticks to accounting and they, you know, if people are an expert in one thing, they should probably stick to that one thing. It's probably best for your organization. But as you get to a point where you're like, I want to hire more staff, things can get a little bit weird because you have current staff doing several things and you really need to pause and take a moment to take an inventory of what staff do you have? What skills do you have? Are the people that are doing the things really right for that job? Is it the best seat for them on the bus. And to do that, I've developed this skills and interest assessment form that you can use. And it's just one tool so you can assess where's everybody at? What are they doing? What do they like doing? What do they hate doing? And how can you use them best? And then once you figure that out, then you kind of know where your gaps are and what hiring needs you have. And then you can start to hire the right people and so that you have all the right people in all the right places doing all the right things. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 26 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture those roots to harvest the fruits of all your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about skills and interest assessments. The truth is you want people to feel fulfilled. You want people to be using their skills, feel like they're good at their job, feel like they love their job. And once you can get the right people in the right seats, we know that they become fulfilled and productivity skyrockets and you feel good about where everybody's at. So I have developed a skills and interest assessment and you can go grab that. It is at katulo.com slash skills. And I'm going to walk you through it today, but you can literally print this off and hand it to your team members and have them fill it out. And it'll give you a much better picture of where they stand, where they think their skills are. And it will also help you have conversations with them um, and figure it out, kind of take an inventory of what do you need, what do you have, and then what do you need to hire for? So go grab that. That's at katulo.com skills. You can pause the video, go grab it, come back here. We're going to go through it together. Okay. So here's the questions that are on the skills assessment. This is what you want to ask your whole team. And honestly, you want to ask yourself these questions too, because let's just say that you don't have a team, or let's just say like it's pretty much you and just a couple volunteers. Doing this assessment on yourself is going to help you realize what you can delegate, like what can you get off your plate 
what do you have to be doing? Because there's some things that we have to do. Like the organization won't run without us and our brain and our skills and what we know, especially if we've like developed a program ourselves or whatever, that stuff is like, it lives with you. Uh, maybe being a face of the organization, those things might be like the executive director has to do those, but then there might be things in this assessment that you realize like, I can totally hire this out. I do not need to spend my time doing this. So let's go through that assessment. The first question is, what are you good at? Okay, so you're gonna want yourself and staff to just write out what they're good at. Some examples could be communicating or content creation, graphic design, strategic thinking, accounting, grant writing, public speaking, project management. So those are some examples. And if you're wondering like, I don't know what I'm good at, uh, some things that you could ask yourself are like, what comes super easy to you? What do uh, others compliment you on? So people are like, oh my gosh, you're so good at that you often get complimented for it, you're probably good at it. What do others ask you for help on? So people come to you and say, hey, can you help me figure out how to use this graphic design software? Hey, could you help me figure out how to manage these spreadsheets? You're probably good at it if people are coming to you. Are you good at working with people or things or processes or ideas? So start thinking through like, what is it that you work with that you're really good at? Write those down um, under the, what are you good at? A piece of the assessment. Okay, the next question. What do you love doing? This is what you're passionate about. This is what you could lose time doing in. Like if you were doing this all day, you can't believe that you are getting paid to do this. This is your thing. This is your sweet spot. You just love doing it. This is what you're passionate about. Okay, so the parts of your job, if you were to look at your calendar, what fires you up? What are you like, oh, if my whole day was just this, I'd love what I do. Okay, that's gonna go under that section. The next question is what do you have to do, but you hate doing it? So you, it's not like something that you can just get rid of. You've got to do it. You've got to balance the checkbook. You know, you've got to do um, accounting. You've got to do social media. You've got to do um, intake assessments with new clients. You've got to do some of these things, but like, God, you hate doing it. You dread doing it. It's always on your back. You're always thinking about it. You have the skills, and it falls within your job description, but you just don't like doing it. The next question is, what do you feel like you should not be doing? You aren't qualified, like you never got trained how to do social media and you're guessing and you feel completely overwhelmed. You don't have the skills or it's not even in your job description. Like maybe um, for your team members, you hired them to do accounting and you're also having them doing some blog posts they don't really know how to write. They're not really good at that. They don't really understand what you want from it. And so you're not really qualified. Um, you don't feel like you should be doing this. Maybe as an executive director, this is like <clears throat> accounting. Maybe you are balancing the books um, right now and you aren't qualified to do it. You don't know how to use the software. Um, you feel uncertain about your numbers and you just don't feel like you should be doing it. You feel like somebody else should be doing it. So that's really what you want to put down here. What do you feel like you should not be doing? Where do you see yourself? I think it's really important to have a question about what's your ideal job. So where do you see yourself? Like I would see myself as an executive director going on tour and speaking at all these events and just talking about the organization. I see myself making partnerships in the community. I see myself really working with the volunteers. I see myself writing a book so that everybody understands the philosophy um, and really just doing strategic planning for the organization. Okay, write that down. 
as your staff or as team members, this might be like, I really see myself leading up the marketing department once we get big, or I really see myself, maybe it's not even at your org. Maybe they see themselves in communications and doing marketing. Maybe they see themselves um, being a CFO one day. Maybe they see themselves coming out of the direct service part of your nonprofit and they wanna be in management or administration. It's really helpful to know where people see themselves so that you can make sure that their role in your organization is aligned with their professional development. And it's great to have those conversations and then you can even invest in how are we gonna get you there, right? Because people always wanna make sure that they belong in your org and that you understand them, you understand where they're headed and that you care about their career. So those conversations have to be happening. It's not just like, she's great at social media, she'll never be anything more than that and we're just gonna use her up until she leaves us. I've heard that before. I've heard that before and it's like, well maybe we don't need to use her up. Maybe we listen to her hopes and dreams and we never have to lose her because Maybe there's more people that come in under her and she becomes in more of a managing role. She can still oversee your social media. So there's opportunity there rather than just, I don't know how long she'll be with us, but we'll take, we'll take her for as long as she's here. We can, we can do better than that. Now you've had all of your team members and this could just be like volunteers that you have. It doesn't have to be this full staffing, but it could be volunteers, whatever your team is, you take it, they take it. Okay. Take the assessment, fill it all out. If you wanna print the assessment off or download the assessment and then add it to a Google form, that's what I would do. Um, so that you have all of their answers in like an electronic spreadsheet, that's what I would do. You can do that and just pass it out. Hey, take this Google form or fill out this Google survey so that I have these answers. Then once everybody has filled their stuff out, right? You are going to do one for each one of your team members as well. So as a leader, I want you to write down what you think this particular team member is good at. What do you think they love doing? What do you think they hate doing but you hired them to do it or it's in their job description? What do you think they're doing right now that they shouldn't be doing that you understand that that's like not something that was in their job description or they're not qualified to do but you ask them to do it in a pinch? Um, and then where do you see that team member in your org? Like, where do you think their career's going? I think this is gonna be really eye-opening because, you know, we always say like, I mean, I don't know what their career doing. I hired them to do this. You know, they're, they're doing it, everything's fine. Like, I, I hadn't really asked them those questions. So it's really important that you get to know where your staff wants to be. Okay, so then what I really think you should do is in your next one-on-one -on -one after this assessment's been taken, I think that you should tell your staff or your team members, hey, I have done an assessment on you. Here's my assessment. Here's your assessment. Like, let's see where they line up. And if there's things that's like, I don't even know what you love doing. And I feel badly about that. Like, let's have that conversation because I should know what you love doing. Or I don't know where you see yourself. So I left it blank because I need to ask you that question. And like, I want to hear more about that. So don't pretend like you know all the answers. If you don't know all the answers, just say like, this is why we're doing this exercise. But it's time for you to say like, this is what I think you're good at. This is where I could see you growing in our organization. This is the professional development or continuing education that I'm willing to give you um, being part of this organization. Um, this is what I think you love doing. This is what 
I noticed that you probably don't like to do, this is what I think you should not be doing and how validating is it if you are doing something that you really aren't qualified to do or you shouldn't be doing and your boss finally validates that and says like, dude, I know you have been totally working hard and jumping in where you're not completely qualified to do it and I asked you to just jump in for me and you've been doing it and I want to acknowledge that you shouldn't be doing it and I'm the, the whole point of this assessment is to get you the help um, in the org the help that we really need. So I know like I don't mind jumping in personally and helping with things that are not in my job description. No, you know, like I feel like a lot of people are fine with being team players and jumping in and helping. What people are not fine with is that becoming the norm. You just do everything that I ask you to do no matter what because people, team members start getting like, I don't even know what my job is. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be focused on. I'm always feeling like things are changing and I can't get organized and I, I'm unsure of what I'm responsible for. So acknowledging like these are the things you're responsible for. I know you're doing these things. You're not responsible for them. Thank you so much. We're working on that. This is the plan to kind of get you out of those things. So this will be such a great conversation. Like your team members will leave these one-on-ones feeling like I'm glad she asked and I'm glad like she understands me a little bit better. Um, and I'm glad that she's willing to invest in her team and understand me more and all of that. Okay. So now you've had the one-on-ones, right? So now I want you to go back to your office and do a little brainstorm, make your ideal um, org structure. So who do you need? Like, what do you need? What positions do you need? Because what I don't want you to do is realize that all of your staff see themselves in all of these roles and maybe you don't need those roles. So like this isn't an opportunity for you to just create roles to plug people in to make sure that they feel like their needs are met and they're fulfilled. Like your job is to make sure that the mission is being accomplished and to see how you can work with their desires and wants and skills and interests to fulfill that mission. But if their skills and interests are just not something that you need or where they see themselves professionally isn't gonna, probably doesn't have a role in your organization, then have that conversation. Don't be afraid to say like, that's not what I see in my org. And so, you know, you can have those conversations and work with them on transition. You can help them get another job that's in their career, like and ease that transition for them, even if you are letting them go. Okay, so I want you to make sure that you, this isn't to put everybody, plug everybody into where they want to go. This is to take an assessment of everything that you have and making sure it may, they're all in the right seats that make sense for your org. Okay, so you're gonna make this org structure, this org chart, and it's gonna be your ideal org chart. So here you are doing the things that you love to do that you think you need to be doing, and under you are whatever, whatever staff you need, and your ideal picture. Okay, so that's where we're headed. That's your vision for staffing. Now, take the people you have, and their interests and where they want to be headed and all the things that they can do that they're good at, their skills and interests, and plug them into your org chart where they make the most sense. Where there's things that like don't quite make the most sense, then you might make you know um, changes like, hey, let's have you do part-time for this role. I don't need a full-time, yada, yada, yada. You know, you can make, maybe we'll drop somebody just a few hours a week contract because it's not a full-time position. Like, whatever works for your org. 
hey, I need a marketing director. You're doing social media right now. You said you wanted to kind of be um, in a higher marketing role, but you don't have the education, the background to really support what we need. So here's the job description for the marketing director. And I want to support you in going out and getting the education you need to feel like you can lead staff and develop strategy and all of that. I would love to give that to you and have those professional development conversations. And this doesn't mean that you pay for them to go to school and you do every all the work for them. No, you sit down and you say like, I'm willing to cover part of your school or I'm willing to have you use school time to go through or work time to go through school. Are you willing to pay for half of your school? Like see how much they're willing to buy into their professional growth as well. Okay. So now you have gotten all your skills and assessments. You have had one-on-one -on -one conversations to make sure you are both on the same page. You have written out your ideal org chart and you've plugged people in. Now I want you to have more conversations, but I'd love you to have one big team conversation about the whole process and let them know what it was like for you. Ask them what it was like for them. Ask them if they feel like they belong here. Show them your vision for the overall org. Tell them where you think you guys do have gaps and some skills and interests and that you're going to be hiring those on to get new help. Um, and ask them their input. Don't just say, okay, through all this, I'm hiring this and this. Here's the job descriptions. I'm going to put them out. And by the way, new members are coming on the team. No, I think it's a great opportunity to say through everything I've learned, I think the first thing we need is a new office manager. So that's where I'm going to invest my time right now and ask the team about that. If they're like, yes, absolutely. You're right. That's great. Or they could be like, we don't feel like an office manager is going to help right now because we need to do X, Y, and Z first. Time to still have conversation and make sure that you heard it all right, that you didn't just look through it as the lens of you, of you but that everybody has buy-in. Because honestly, as long as everybody has buy-in, everybody feels like they belong, everybody feels like you value them, they will give 110%, I promise you. So you want to have these conversations. And a lot of times people are not seen, they're not heard, they take they think jobs are just jobs so when you are like willing to be a mentor you're willing to pour in you're willing to develop people loyalty goes up high and in this job market you need to offer that as a leader so that you have loyalty among your team member because the next job that comes along that might have higher pay that might be a corporate job that might have better benefits they're gonna go like you know what I'm getting developed over here. They understand me over here and I'm staying over here. So you want that loyalty of your team for certain. Okay, so recap, you're going to take this assessment yourself, see what should you not be doing? You know, what could you hire staff to do so that you are more in your sweet spot? You're going to give this assessment to your team. You are going to take one of these assessments for each one of your team members. You're going to get together with that team member and actually have a conversation about what you thought and what they think and see how they line up. And don't be afraid to admit that like you didn't know some of these things about your staff and you're happy you're having the conversation. Then write out your ideal org structure and what you see for staffing within your organization. Then you're going to plug the people that you have on your team into the right spots and decide 
what you need to focus on for hiring needs next and have a full conversation with everyone on your team about your plan and how the process went for everyone, how people feel afterwards, and maybe how often they think you should do this exercise. Please do not forget to grab that skills and interest assessment that I have created for you. It's at katulo.com slash skills. And let me know after you've taken this assessment yourself in the comments, if there's something that you are now going to hire for or take off your plate because it's something that you're not qualified to do, you don't like doing it, you don't think you should be doing it, so you're going to get somebody else to do it. I hope that this was helpful. Thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.